1: Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast, Season Three, Episode Eight.
2: Connor, something a wee bit different this time. Indeed, another special and a pretty exciting one. well, if I do say so myself? Yeah,
1: for sure, for sure. Um, we all know that Donna Kelly has, you know, the, the Stables Motorsport, uh, uh, you know, the centre, and like what a place it is. And when he puts his mind to having another car, out, he goes to town, you know. And just over the Christmas period, there he launched his uh, Vincent Bonner Manta from 1988 Camp uh, Vincent Donegal in 1988 in this car and the, the attention to detail is second to none and Conor the
2: month it was like for us you know we're, we're of the same age the it was the car oh I've, listen that that that's when I really got into rallying and it was watching Bertie Fisher and what do you call it Jimmy McCrae and Russell Brooks on the circuit and the Ulster fighting it out and then when the manta came down to then you know vincent having one and you know a few other drivers having one in ireland and obviously austin McHale as well being in the, in the thick of those battles mm-hmm. uh it was an incredible car to watch it was just a, a delight it was a, I loved it It was one of my favorite rally cars
1: yeah like it was a noise it was a sideways action you know it was you know as you say some of the names like billy coleman austin McHale, bertie fisher you know and then you know like steve emerson even you know uh you know, all those guys like Bill Connolly, you know, the, the names that you can think of and you associate with the Manta, Just you know, the Michael Barbell, other man too, you know, the, just the amount of names that start popping into your head and you start thinking about the Manta. They were iconic for, for our age group and like they, they were the kid of, you know, even whenever the group B disappeared,
2: the Manta hung about for a few years as well too because it was so good. Absolutely. Between, you know, lanes rallying, stage roads, uh, gravel, even Lurgan Park, it was a regular feature, you know, in and around the, the trees there. And it was a big beast of a car like, but still that, you know, it, it floated around the corners and around the trees. Yeah. And, like
1: you know, we talked about cars having a distinctive noise. There was like It wasn't a, really like a bark. It was more of a growl that the, the manta had as well, too. It was a very distinctive noise. You, you knew it was a manta coming down the road.
2: You did. Yeah. Very distinctive sound. It was lovely. Um, The only other car I can think around that time it would be as distinctive would have been, you know, the 240 RS, especially mm-hmm. in the forests and stuff. But yeah, the Manta Oh, just, mm-hmm. you know, when I think back on it, and I've forgotten about Billy Coleman, obviously, as well. And then when you think of watching it on, on the TV and the Rothmans colors, you know, in the hands of Henry Tyven and the stuff, just mm-hmm. it was a fabulous car.
1: Aye, oh, we could just we could start rhyming off names, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Punter Wickley, you know, Ari Vatman, you know, go <laughs> here, we could go on, and on, and on. Oh. But you know, like this car, the 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 car that's been rebuilt, like five and a half years it's took to get this to this level, and it is exceptional. There's no real word to describe this, you know. The attention to detail, the, the every knot and bolt is just perfect in this car. It really is amazing you know and i, I highly recommend anyone anyone that gets an opportunity to go and get a look at this car you know so you know this is just a, a, a video trying to capture the, some of the emotion from the day you know first of all we'll hear from donna as he unveils the car then we'll hear from vincent and rory and they're in the car and then we'll get a, like a wee bit more of a better chat with the you know the main protagonist you know rory talks to us then the guys that built the car paul murphy then uh norman burns and his son and then we'll hear from you know John Bonner, Vincent's son, you know, just what the meant to him and the family, and you know. all. And then, you know, we'll hear from Donna himself. And then finally, Vincent, after, you know, a couple of hours later, we caught up with him because like, the emotions were running so high just at the time of the lunch and you know, all too. Uh, you know, what the story. So you know, let's hear from uh, the first of all Donna.
3: Thanks to Paul Murphy, who, who instigated the project, along with uh, Norman Burns, Norman. his two sons, Jordan and Daryl and uh, the work that's gone into this is just unbelievable guaranteed this is the best open manta in the world no doubt and it's great to have vincent here who everybody knows at this stage was my hero in rallying and thankfully rory who's my current co-driver uh, <laughs> here to unveil the car that competed in Donegal in uh, 1988 so uh, and i remember as a kid 88 all these cars parked outside, outside our house, just outside Donegal Town, and up speaking to Vincent, and it was like, speaking to God. It was unreal. And, and, and uh, we, won't, uh, we won't play it any longer. No people want to see this. So guys, if you take it from the front here.
4: What can you say? Any emotions?
3: I'm sure bring back So one of you guys want to see if start i <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: sitting
0: in this month. What yep. can we say? Unbelievable. So emotional. In 1988, you know what I mean? <laughs> 2023 now. Yeah. Unbelievable to be able to come back and sit into the lake of this, you know. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah uh, Rory, who is he Rory, to Reeling in the years, this. Reeling in the years.
5: Kevin sure it's incredible moment that uh, something would go to this extent. This scars. And it's a uh, great credit to Donna and Norman's boys as well for putting this car together. Like, mm-hmm. As Vincent says, very emotional. 88 we finished in 1988 um, we finished fourth place in this car in Donegal Rally. The numbers and everything's still there. So it was fantastic to get that machine to be back here again. Thank like. you for the
3: The brown book! Oh, Opel 400! Exactly! <laughs> <laughs> that was the snow
2: guy! <laughs>
0: Oh <laughs> uh, my god. Uh-huh. The original book. <laughs> class. Class. Oh but uh, you would think, you know, that he, that he made it, you know, that it was custom fitted for uh-huh. I mean, I'm so, uh, you know what I mean, it's perfect. It's uh, just you know. straight you know, in the woods. You know, I could just take this out and rally it now. <laughs> I'm telling you now. <laughs> you wouldn't think I'd be to get back out No, there. I'm telling you, now, I'm, I'm high and I'm the way that I would be, you know. Mm-hmm. I just can't get over it, <laughs> you know.
3: Rory,
1: to see you name on the side of this very special month here today. You know, we've seen the reaction earlier
5: to the car. It's something special here today. Very special event. Kevin and I were delighted to be part of this. And, um, you know, fair play to Donna and, and the team that put this car together. As you can see, it's an incredible example of um, uh, craftsmen at their work. And, the, you know, the car, it does huge justice to what the car was originally. Vincent um, and I did, uh, did Donegal Rally in 1988 in this car, finished fourth, and um, I think if I remember right, we pushed Bertie, Bertie Visser all the way, and the stages, ironically enough, are all in around this area uh, where the museum is here, over in process. Yeah, and like, you know, you talk about the workmanship, you know, the, the attention to detail in this car, That's an absolute credit to the guys involved. Well, if you think back, the people who done this was uh, Norman Burns and his two sons, uh, Daryl and Jason, I think. And uh, in fairness, back in the day, Norman was the man who put these cars together for Sunday Make it Sunday Make's uh, workshop in Boston County, Toronto. And they've just really rolled back the years. I eh? it's 40 years, I think, really, of what we're looking at here. And um, they've produced this car to an incredible standard and something that we can uh, we can all be proud of and uh, delighted to be part of it. Today. Yeah, because we've seen the reaction here today. You know. There's something about Amanta, you know it just brings back
1: so many memories you know we think of the fishers Vatmans, yeah. you know McHale. all those names they're all just all part of the the manta story
5: well you're absolutely right kevin you think back <coughs> you know the rothman's mantas and the scones came first and thereafter you know uh, the dealer opal teams with um uh, billy coleman austin austin mikhail and of course Bertie Stuffmack mac or alumac version like mm-hmm. back in the day and they were the optimum car to have at the time and Vincey uh, came along with this one and, you know, absolutely took the best out of him. And there were a huge spectacle to see on the stages. And, you know, for Vincent to be here today, Vincent honoured to be here today to unveil this car, um, you know, we're rolling back the years. But it was an incredible testimony to him as well. And, you know, I'm sure he's very honoured and we're all very honoured to be here today to see him do this. And, you know, I for one of I am delighted uh, that um, he was here to do it. And fair play to Donna for inviting us all. Yeah.
1: And like another thing that probably was not probably thought about enough is suddenly Sydney Meek was the go-to guy. If you needed a Amanda build back in the 80s, Sydney Meek was that that team that you want to, and to have Norman, who was part of the team originally, to be involved in this build as well too. That's just you talk about you know you know square in the circle. That really just completes the circle.
5: Completes the circle, surely, Kevin? Because I remember I was only a young fellow now at the time, but I remember going to make sitting, uh, back in the British Championship. Uh, days when, when Russell Brooks and Jimmy McRae, Terry Cabey, Alex um, Vincent, and Austin McHale, even all the cars had come there before the Ulster in the circuit, and it was a huge occasion. Like, and you know, you look at this layout here today and Donna's uh, museum here, it was similar to this all with, with Manta's pre-event, and they all used to come there for the check-over. And, you know, you had all the different liveries, Russell Brooks is there, was Andrew Seed for hire, and uh, you know, all the cars are. It's an incredible era of rallying in Ireland, and one that we all remember very fondly. Yeah,
1: I think you know the stirs the emotions. and like no doubt in a few years' time, you know the current cars will do that. But like to reel in the years the way we've done here today, well, this will be a day that will live long in the memory.
5: Well, I don't think so. Why the highlight really was the unveiling of this car, and uh, everybody can appreciate the amount of work and went into this and creating this masterpiece. Like, and, and you know it's hard to believe, but almost inside the car is as good as outside the car in terms of detail and and paintwork and so on and um, you know uh, it's not very often if we get an occasion like this and it's great that so many people turned up and you know we're afforded the opportunity to be here and also appreciate all the other cars are here but this is a unique thing we have here in Donegal and you know huge credit to Donna for you know um, for well, having the facility here and uh, pe- inviting people along to come and appreciate the history of rallying and the motorsport throughout the years like it's um, to me it's uh it's a very it's an incredible thing to have in our very small part of ireland and uh, something we're all very much proud of so paul we're here at the launch of
1: the
6: vincent bonner manta 400 uh you were helping the, the restoration of this car yes from when did we start 2017 found the shell donna started to get interested in it and uh, i suppose it's been a it's been the car was here last year so it took one year from what you've seen last year to from finished paint to actually what you see today so that was the previous four and a half years were dry building and sourcing the parts a bit of fabrication to leave the car right but yeah there's been basically five and a half years and when donna said that tonight i was uh, today i was a bit really is it five and a half years it, it is it's five and a half maybe six years yeah, and it has been a real labour of love. The, the attention to detail from went that jar, yeah, from yourself, from the Burns family, from Donna himself as well. Oh, yeah. There's been a lot of input into it. Like we, uh, it's all right looking back at pictures and that of how the mantas were back in time, and you do see differences when you look back. And it was never probably right to say that there was never two mantas ever built the same. But the reason Norman was brought in was because he's probably the last man around that has, you know. There is a few others but, you know, knows what went into a Manta when they were built at Meeks. He mm-hmm. um, knows the finer detail of where things were and why things were done a certain way. and uh, So he was definitely the right man to, to get to build the car from uh, to yeah. how it is now. Yeah, because like, back in the day, you know, we, we tend to forget that Sydney Meek Motorsport were the go-to place yeah. to get a built. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They yeah. were. Well. I, I remember even ringing S- Sydney probably uh, four or five years ago, just trying to get a bit of information out of him. Now he, the only thing he said to me was, "I can remember nothing. I can't even remember a pin code." <laughs> and it, to be honest, it was just even to get chatting to Sydney about them, even if he got no detail out of them. Like, it was nice to nice to hear what he had to say about them, and still he uh, he still remembered them. And, but he was him that sort of put us in touch with Norman to, you know, so he'd be the correct man to talk to about the manta's, you know. Um, so yeah. yeah.
1: And a is not like a Mark II escort, you know? No. Not, you can't go and buy the parts off the shelf? No, there's not. There's
6: not much available for them. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, they're definitely tricky to build. Uh, even the... every Anybody that seems to have parts for them, don't really want to let them go they have the parts but they don't really want to sell them so if you can find them you're still trying to coax the people to sell the parts that's the other part of it um, we managed to find some we managed to actually find some new parts uh, some, uh, obviously some second-hand parts but uh, we managed to find some new parts as well that original Manta stuff so if the rear calipers uh, they were uh, Pacific Piston size for the Manta you can use a caliper that's used on the Mark II um, it looks the same but that is the, the rear calipers are the correct manta caliper with the correct piston size and they're, they're brand new so little things like that you find like that uh, is the attention to
1: detail that went into this car this uh, is not just you know all that'll do no, this is, it has to be right no it,
6: it, it had to be right and, and uh, it's uh, there is a lot of small detailing that even the, uh, the the co-drivers there's a light on the co-drivers door and um, that we seen on another car, we found uh, never seen one before. Probably never see one again. But that's on the car. Rear tail lights, they were <laughs> quite a bit of work to find them. They weren't that cheap either. Um, but they're the right light for period for the period that the car was used in, and that we used on the car. Front headlights the same. Um, even the, the Lucas fuse boxes, things like that. Uh, the the, the, the taco for the, the engine revs. Uh, That's come out in the original car. So um, there's a lot of small details that uh, help sort sure present what we have today.
1: Yeah, and the, then you seen the reaction here to the car today. Yeah, like it has to do your heart good to see that.
6: Oh, it was nice to see that, there uh, It was nice to see uh, Vincent here and sitting in the car, and Rory here and sitting in the car. And uh, it was, like you said, the car. He, he sat in the car and he just felt like he. It's how it, you know, how it was back in the day. It sort of, even the seating position, he was he was quite happy with it. And, uh, it was nice to see that, man. it's very, very nice, actually.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, even the reaction of everybody here today, everybody's just blown away with it. It's yeah, really, it's the story of the show.
6: Yeah, and we were standing at the back of the car just chatting, and you know, the amount of people that came around the car and just looking at it for, I don't know, probably a good hour. You know, it's coming in and opening doors and having a good look around it, looking at the engine but I don't know what they think, like, but... It's definitely, <laughs> they're making all the right noises. <laughs> yeah, they're making all the right noises.
1: Anyway, yeah, yeah. And Donna's happy with it. So that's, it. Well, that's the name thing. Thank you very much. Have a Norman. Um, you get the call from Donna Kelly a few years ago now. At this stage, I suppose, and uh, to help yes, bring the build of this Manta, uh, and like it has turned into something very special.
4: Yeah, it, it definitely has turned out a, a very, a very nice finished car. I, it was a, a big project for Donna to, to take on, and, and fair play to him for for you know getting involved and, and supporting it the whole way through. I, it it's you know it's it started life as a obviously something he's a passion for, and to see it finished and completed was a, was a quite emotional actually. You know so it was it was quite good from that point of view. To have it complete and on its wheels and, and running yeah. for the event in, in, in Donna's uh, museum.
1: Yeah and like, Jordan you were there on the day like the, the the reaction to the crowd it really was total like I don't flabbergasted oh you know like everybody was just like uh, it was speechless. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yes yeah, a lot of people didn't really know what to say when they sat there for a long time under the cover and then <laughs> they are waiting on the people arriving, so it seemed everyone was very impressed with it now, so. mm-hmm.
1: And like, you know, Norman, like you were there back in the day when there these cars were the ultimate car, you know, they were the, the world rally car of their day. For you to be back involved in the build of this again then too, like, must bring back a lot of memories.
4: It certainly did, yeah, and I, I sort of had to jog my memory on, on occasions just to, to <laughs> To try and get it all into place and and basically try and get it as close to the original product as it as it was back in the in the mid eighties. Mm-hmm. I it, it certainly turned out a, a very nice car. Now there was had been quite extensive work carried out on the on the fabrication of the shell and repairs. And as far as the bodywork is concerned, I, it was a it was a major effort as well by by Gareth Fletcher to get it. Painted markedly and the stripes and that sort of finish on it was was a was a big task.
1: Yeah, because you know, I, I, as Donna talked about, a labour of love. Like uh, every everywhere you look, there's wee details that just blew you away. Like it's this was no rush job. This you know you can see why it took five and a half years because everything was done to the, the last word.
7: Too many R's but into lots of detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, you know, when you get, kind of when you
4: get away from from that area of car and you're, you're sort of come through the, the thing of the, like the, the Group B's and the Group A's and right up into like the, the current WRCs and R5s, stuff like out there, it's, it's, a, it's turning the clock back massively. And, and I say like trying to, to replicate all that stuff again, you know, without having to use like carbon fiber and, and like the wiring loom had to be made at, in period fashion. So to keep everything in, in line with it, you know, and as far, even like our fittings and stuff like that there, they had to be the older style fittings and things like that. And all that you sort of had to check yourself. From time to time, that you were you were still keeping it uh, the way it originally was. Yeah. So it I, was a it was a big a big ask.
1: Yeah, because it, it would be so easy just to go. Ah, sure that there's a there's a newer, better way of doing that. But that that that's not what this project was about. This was a, a real proper through project.
4: Yeah, it certainly was. You know, it it, it it had to be done as it originally was, and and you know you have to you have to take your, your hat off to Donna for, for staying with it and, and seeing it through to the finish. You know what when you have to turn it back in that style, nowadays it does take a bit longer to do because obviously those certain amount of parts aren't available and certain things are done in a different fashion. Mm-hmm. So so there was a lot more time and effort put into it from from our side to to try and keep it sort of in, in period fashion.
1: And mm-hmm. think Jordan you're they're more used it, to the, 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 the you know the newer R5s and all this kind of thing like was it nice even to be working on something like that as well
7: yeah it's good to get making even all like the aluminium parts on it they're all just sort of handmade and custom made like it's just sort of you can you know, let your mind free and make them as they were mm-hmm. type thing so it's just it's ah it's nice to get some working on something different yeah. so' sort of.
1: And then to be able to tap into your dad's knowledge, like you know, and of what he doesn't know, like there's a, 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 another, <laughs> no, there's there's another five six guys uh, roundabout too that you can tap. Like we kind of forget, like Sydney Make was the go to guy, but not only Sydney, there was that group of mechanics, and like, every one of them now still has a place. And, you know, they're still either building cars or prepping cars, you know, they're still involved in a really big way. It shows the strength and depth that come out of the bush back in the day.
4: Yeah, that's true. There was, a, as you say, there was a group of mechanics there that that uh, Sydney we all come through his hands and it had to be done in a certain fashion for Sydney. You know, if it wasn't right, you had to start over again. Mm-hmm. And you know, all credit to Sydney for for bringing us all through that that fashion that style of work. Mm-hmm. And as you say, like we've all found our place somewhere along the lines of, of the motorsport further down the line. You know, we've all went off and, and done different things with faculty teams and WRC teams throughout the years. And like, we're most of us will be kind of settled back home again. Mm-hmm. You know, there is the odd still flurry here, there, and everywhere, but. Uh, in general, it's it, it's great to see all those lads still involved.
1: Yeah, because like you know, this proved like what was being produced out of the bush was world class. Like the cars were world class, the mechanics were world class, and that you know it's uh, from such a small humble garage what flourished out of it is like that's a story in itself. Other,
4: that others, that true. Yeah, there, there certainly is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely, there's a lot of knowledge there that's, that's been built up over the years, even in, in Sydney's workshop and then extended on from that, like British Championship and Spanish Championship with Sydney over the years. And, you mm-hmm. know, there's a vast amount of, of work done there on, on different aspects of cars mm-hmm. and, and everybody always, you know, we're, we're willing to help each other and, and advise each other on, on how to go about it the best way.
1: Mm-hmm. And like, Jordan, from your point of view too, like having your dad there too, and like him saying, oh, this was the way it was done back in the day, or, you know, we take bits like that. It must really like blow your mind to even to get a glimpse into the stories he has.
7: Yeah, when you see the stuff made nowadays, it's so different the way it was done back, back then. You obviously only had certain materials you could use and resources and stuff. So it was good to see the way you can... Remake the cars still today in the same period fashion.
1: Mhm. Because I suppose so much of the stuff now is is just off the shelf. It's opening the box and fitting the parts where you had to actually engineer parts. Maybe more so back in the day.
4: That's right. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the you know the current cars nowadays they have all their CNC machine parts and 3D CAD machines. You know, there, there's endless amount of of uh, facilities now for for modern cars. But when you were building like even the Mark II Escorts, the Opel Mantas and the Sconas and like any of the other early period cars like the chevettes and the TR7s and all that sort of stuff, you know, they were all hand built, you know, mm-hmm. right right the whole way down the line. And it was it was great to see it coming back together again.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we go back to the Manta, I suppose. Like, the, the, you know, we talked, you know, we've spoke about the level of detail in this car, like it's... You know, you know, the, you know, the we like the the bike brakes are the proper four hundred brake uh, manta brakes. They're not like yep, a, a recreation right. or something that you know looks the same or whatever. Mm-hmm. These are the proper ones. The headlights are the proper ones. You know, the Wii lights and the, the lighting up the number plate. You know yes, that attention yes. to detail that must be a, an absolute pleasure for the likes of guys to work on. That this thing has to be right. Yeah, very true. You know
4: what? It, it was, it was great to uh, say like. You know, for Donna to be able to to uh, support the whole project from from start to finish now it's been very good. But you know, the, to see it done in that fashion again and back in the in the mid eighties era, it definitely mm-hmm. was was a very good to see it see it completed. And I think a lot of people appreciated the the, the work and the effort that went into it mm-hmm. on the day up in in Donna's museum.
1: Yeah, I because like. You know the, the the museum itself is world class, and you know to for something to fit in there has to be you know of like you know an exemplary sta- standard that the work has to be completed to to fit into such a, a fantastic facility.
7: Oh, it does. It can just can't be something that rolls in off the spate, as you might say. So uh-huh. you have to put the work in to get get the results. Mm-hmm. So no, it definitely sits it sits in well with the rest of the cars now. So. Mm-hmm yeah okay. it just yeah, happened okay.
4: to it just happened to sit alongside the Toyota silica which
1: yeah you your stable of, as well
4: <laughs> was, yeah. one of ours as well yeah you know, so uh-huh. yeah i
7: know
4: I mean, said uh, donna's donna's collection now is, is is top class there's no question about that
6: yeah
1: I can yeah, see even, even bit, sorry sorry go ahead jordan
7: it was just it was just a bit nervous when he went and asked me to go and start it, and then it <laughs> Ah, I thought it wasn't going to start, so well, yeah. Eventually, <laughs> <again>, did so. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and like Norman, like you mentioned the Selika there as well. Like again, that was such a you know a labour of love too, because like the Safari spec card, there was probably only ever maybe three or four of them ever built. So you know, it's not the kind of thing that you can just go and you know, there's a a, a spec sheet for them. It's it's almost you had to kind of work from memory a lot from it as well.
4: Yeah, that's true. They're, they were uh, they were like a one-off special car for for Kenya. For it was such a, a demand and event, and like you know, there's a lot of different uh, features on on a safari car in comparison to like a normal European car. Mm-hmm. And it was, I it was it was nice to see that one uh, heading to Donna's place because know uh, it's it's not that far away. And as you say, there's there was never that many of those ones built. And there certainly are a, a special, special motor,
1: yes, for sure. And the you know, the the month is there now, it's finished. Like, um, I, I, I'm sure like the, the joy that it brought to Vincent and to Rory as well. Too, like, that was amazing to see as well, Jordan. You seen it. like Vincent is a like a, a hard, hard man, and he was I close was, to tears on the day he was
7: lost, he was lost for words. I don't know, he yeah. really knew what to say. I yeah. didn't know what you know how he went to sort of take it Mm -hmm. you know the car was just sort of presented to him and unveiled and i think he was sort of took back a lot of that so Mm -hmm. shown in his reaction obviously too so yeah
1: because he even said when he sat behind the wheel it was just right you know the seating position like he wouldn't even alter the seating position it just felt perfect it was just like it really was like going back to 1988 for him
7: yeah Yeah, he must must be the same fitting as me then (laughs) <laughs> I, I thought
1: Norman was going to tell us that he had still the original dimensions and all there
4: <laughs> uh, No, I didn't, I've lost that wee book to be honest with you
1: <laughs> John, we're here at the lunch of the, the Manta uh, and Donna's stable here
0: uh, What can we say, what a car It's uh, unreal, you know what I mean Words can't describe it uh, he, I, I've been talking to Don over the few years when he was building it, you know. I mean, but it's, he's just exceeded the expectations. It's unreal at the finish of it. It's a credit to the boys. I uh-huh. like
1: the attention to detail that went into that car is second to none. Absolutely, the parts came from all, all over the world to make it original. It's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. And like you know, for, to see that you know the, the emotion in your father's face there today must have been something else. Oh, I sure, brought back memories just to come back in time. It's uh-huh. just, it's
3: perfect. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I oh, We talk about reeling in the years, that was
0: just to just transport you back to 1988? Absolutely, you look up on the wall and the same cars on the wall from 1988, you know what I mean? It's just as was. Yeah.
3: Donna,
1: another one of those exceptional days here in the Stables Museum?
3: Yeah, yeah, here it was, uh, it was really special today, you know, and uh, building this uh, car uh, has been um, a project now, going on nearly six years, five and a half years, um, putting the whole thing together, finding all the original parts, uh, and the attention to detail that uh, the likes of Paul Murphy and Norman Burns and his uh, lads have done is just incredible you know yeah I'm even amazed just how good it is you know and uh, definitely didn't come out of the factory like that uh, 35 years ago you know but uh, it's really really
1: special. Yeah because as you say the, this has turned into a labour of love like, you know five five and a half years but every nut and bolt has been worth it.
3: Ah yeah absolutely and uh, I'm really lucky to have guys like Paul and Norman uh, to help me on these projects because their attention to detail is just unbelievable. It really is. Like you, you walk around and you're seeing things. And you're going, and that's cool," you know. So, but uh, and I think Vincent really liked uh, just uh, the whole recreation and uh, a car that was special to him.
1: Yeah, because like you know, it's almost forty years for Vincent for him to sit in behind the wheel and just he said, he immediately felt at home. Everyone was just right. Everyone was where it should be.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, he, he will say that the, the Manta was the one car that he really loved and he felt really comfortable in, and uh, I'd say you now he's itching to get a wee spin in it, so we'll have to make that happen too. <laughs>
1: and, like, this car, like, you know, you talked about the attention to detail. There's nothing here in this car, the engine is the car that, the engine that Vincent used. Like, things like that, it's not just, ah, that'll do, it had to be right.
3: Everything had to be perfect, you know, and even the silly details, that the number of plate lights on the back were sourced in the, the U.S., uh, because Paul wanted to get the exact lights, you know, that type of the trip meter was worse in Australia because it had to be the right model of trip meter, it's just a map light on the door, the, the CB radio, everything in the car is as was well in the day.
1: Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, like it's not like a Mark II Escort, you can't go to, you know, uh, you know the guys at you know, like Montgomery Motorsport or whatever, and say, I'm looking for this. These cars are bespoke almost at this
3: stage. Yeah, there, there, there's work in uh, researching you know, where to get the right uh, parts. Uh, engine was built in Germany, gearbox was in Italy. Um, sourced brand new brakes. Uh, actually, they were found in Motor Factors in Belfast. Uh, you know, but just all the small details is what makes the car. Vincent was amazed when he opened the bonnet that there actually was, you know, uh, an Opel engine as opposed mm-hmm. to a Red Top or the likes. You know, but it's yeah. everything's perfect. Yeah, because
1: Paul was even saying, you know, the you know the rear brakes. They are the, the proper rear brakes. You could get ones that's like a recreation or ones that would fit a Mark II Escort or whatever. No, these are the mint of 400 brakes.
3: Yeah, look, everything, you know, bolt-in cage, the whole lot, everything is as was, and that, that's the way we wanted to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, this has been a labour of love. Will you enjoy this car now that it's here?
3: <sighs> the whole debate is, you know, do you take this car out and drive it, given just how mint it is, you know? But I think it would be a shame not to. Yeah, I don't think maybe we'll drive it in anger, but uh, we'll take it out and maybe we'll get it sideways somewhere.
1: Vincent, we've seen the emotion in you from your, you've seen the car from it was unveiled. Like, you've, now we're an hour later, has it sunk in like what Donna has done here again today?
0: I'm telling you now, you, could, you couldn't even dream about that, you know. I mean, I remember, you know, going back when you come in and look at that car, and it takes you back to the time that we were rallying them along with Brooks and Macrae and Vatnan and that. And used to be over in Sydney's, you know, before Circus of Ireland and that. There were nothing like what that car is in there. The detail that that man went to, to live that car like that, that is unbelievable, man. unbelievable. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, like, you know, the attention to detail, every little nut and bolt is proper.
0: was just showing himself. He probably didn't even know it I showed it to him. The back window and the side window, the rivets are exactly in the same place on the two sides. That's how much detail that went into Uh that. It's it's phenomenal. Uh And you know, when you sit into it and the you know, you know. I sat in there a Blacken's car, and a beautiful car, and everything else you thought was something else. seeking and that's totally different. Yeah.
1: Because yes. you, you said, you know, when you sat in there, you were just right. There's You, no just question, it, you, would, well, you
0: would you, you think you, you know, it was, it was made for me. Uh-huh. It was it, perfect. Yeah, it's really, really beautiful. Yeah, oh, There's a tear in my eye tonight, <laughs> and that's for sure. There's and, you know, I, I would say it wasn't much encouragement to, for you to turn the, the engine over and take it for a wee run. Well, what, what did I tell you now? I, I always said this, and I'm saying it this last 20 years never again would I, you know, would Harry take his carriage to the gauge in a man's. See, into that car, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. This, you know, where you're sitting and your, your driver position and where everything's beside you. You would take it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what i you. you would take it out. Not so for sure. You wouldn't be hard to convince. No, not. But uh, I would. I would hate if he would take it out at all. be quite because you will never leave it. A, he has it there now. Uh-huh. You know, he, you have to strip it back, and you will never get it to the way it is. You know, see if you ever had it or something like that. You know, to, the parts are not that available for them, and you mm-hmm. know.
1: But, but so, can you so, see that you know the likes of Norman Burns who was there oh. back in the day? You know the attention to detail that Norman and then Paul Murphy and all all those guys involved in that, like it's an absolute credit to them as well.
0: You're talking about a wee country like Ireland, you know, and to think that you have that talent, you know, between that Paul Murphy and Norman and the two sons, and to come with you know a project like that—that's what you call a proper restoration, in there that is really, really beautiful, you know. Aye. And even, you know, the, the ones that they're doing now, you know, they're, they're getting an engine from Germany, that replica engine from Gwent. Know, he got the original engine that's in that car now and sent it back over to Germany and got it rebuilt. That's the engine we I used. Aye, that, this, is, aye,
1: this is not a, this is not a, not a No, this no, is this, the...
0: this is the original uh-huh. stuff, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when I had it, he was telling me there now, when I had it, it was putting out 285 brake. That's putting out 320 now shows you the way the world come on and the modified Uh and whatnot, all different stuff for the inside of it and that, Uh
1: you know. Uh And yourself and Rory were saying earlier too, the 88 Donegal had actually come down round Donegal Town here.
0: That's correct. So it's back in its home. That's right, that's (laughs) right. We rallied it out the road there. That's right, right, just out the road there. Uh Yeah, that's right.
1: Well, Vincent... Uh, no doubt, as you said there will be a tear, your right yeah, and you're right tonight, yeah. and no, uh,
0: many another man as well. Well, I hope so. I hope it, it, it definitely took a lot of pride and happiness to me anyway, and I hope it does for anybody that's seen it on there. You know, I'm that, um, that era uh-huh. and seen what they were like. It, yeah. I mean, it's definitely beautiful.
1: I uh, because you heard some of the people in there. Yeah, like, right. uh, it's the start of the show in there today.
0: No question about it. There, you know, there's the officer there. He was 14, I think, at the time. He drives an ambulance or something. <coughs> he works in the fire brigade, and uh, we rallied just beside him. And he was sitting there the day and him talking about it and whatnot. And you remember that car coming down through Graffy and all that. And that's really over the road there, Ian. Yeah, yeah. Nice yeah. to make memories like that. Isn't it great altogether? <laughs> you talk about it forever. It was an
1: absolute pleasure to be there on the day to help capture some of those moments, you know, the emotion that was just in the room. Unbelievable. Connor, you know, this podcast takes us to some fantastic places and we are getting the opportunity to, you know, bring out the stories behind the story.
2: Kevin, that's it. It, it. It's, it's you know, being there to witness what's going on and be able to tell a tale and and bring people with us. So, you know, if somebody can't be there in the day, at least they get to capture it, hopefully, or a taste of it through the podcast. Like for me, just the pure emotion of Vincent being reunited with his 1988 Donegal car, it was just incredible. For sure, for sure.
1: So I, think that, I hope you just enjoyed it as much as we did
2: getting there to hear that story. You know, so
1: could you please, you know, Subscribe to the channel if you can, that's gratefully appreciated. Comment, like, all those things makes a huge difference. You're keep doing what you're doing, so it's all really appreciated. So until the next time, take care, speak soon, and bye.